Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, and welcome to Marvel Movie News Civil War. It came out, you guys. We are going to talk about it in every spoiler-filled way you can ever imagine and rip it apart in all the positive ways because it was perfect. Thank you, world, cinema, and society. This is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Welcome to the first post-Civil War Marvel Movie News. Guys, I had to not talk about how good that was for a week. I had to come on the show last week and not just freak out with pure glee, but now this is the week of pure glee. We have a special guest with us today. Two special guests. One special because of his history with the show. I would like to introduce the one, the only, Matt Cook is here, you guys. Matt Cook. My God. Thank there you, everybody. So oh, sad. my God. Just they're like, going nuts. Oh, all right. There's a, oh, okay. They're on delay. They're but, like, yeah. Thank you. Confused. You guys, I'm that excited. They had to assess. They're yeah. Like, oh. they, were, they were in shock. I do know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Zeal. Mm-hmm. So, Matt Cook is here, folks. Uh, he's going to be talking with me about a little guy called Spider-Man. I think we're both... You know, some fans of, a little excited about the the heroes in the Civil War, the the Spider Man. I know? haven't seen it. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll get there. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We're not live, so we'll figure it out. We'll catch up. <laughs> and uh, Tyvee Diskins here with us as well, folks. Yeah. So where Hello. can they find you guys on the internets? What? Where can they find you guys on the internets? Uh, I what do I do or what are my handles? Both of those asking? things. You go ahead. You go ahead. You start with what um, you do, and then you just follow up with where to find you. I do a podcast called Interrobang with Travis and Tybee in which we discuss uh, cultural issues and just things that piss us off. And then we it turns into a heartfelt conversation, and it's really fun. Um, you can find that at Interocast, and I am at Hello Tybee Run. Um, we have a Patreon. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. exciting. We'll do more plugging at the end. But for yeah. now, Matt Cook, where have you been, sir? Uh, I've been running around, doing a lot of stuff, keeping busy. Uh, I'm doing shows right now, Groundlings, a lot. And uh, I'm on Twitter, at Matt Cook Tweeted. It's true. And uh, every now and then... I'll tweet. <laughs> I've been jealous of that Twitter handle since I heard it. It's pretty I'm good, like, right? It's so solid because reading it out loud just makes all the sense. <laughs> so good. Uh, now, if you follow us on Twitter and if you bring people outside the world into our live chat, Doom in the booth will retweet you. Doom is here. He is. He is. I am ve- uh, Doom is very excited about everything. <laughs> Doom's a little drunk. <laughs> Doom has been trying to get the live chat to work for so long, he's just like swilling vodka and dealing with stuff. Look, Latveria has a very shoddy internet connection. <laughs> Latverian lager. So we do what we can. Yeah, you can be a tech genius of all kinds, otherworldly, build the universe, all that. The Wi-Fi is difficult. <laughs> you can be the master of mystic arts and not know how the internet works is what we've learned today. Yeah. And, and if you guys want to find the voice of Doom on Twitter, I have an, an alias, I guess. I, secret identity. Uh, that Zach Wilson. It doesn't seem very secret. It's so sneaky. <laughs> so Matt Key couldn't be with us today. Uh, he is just doing his new job stuffs and running around, so I am uh, in his stead. But luckily, there's no Doctor Strange news. Otherwise, he'd be real upset about missing it. Now, Doom is on a uh, global search party 
We might find a Matt Key later on. He's in the mountains of Nepal, perhaps, bending gravity and logic to his will. Uh, now, it might seem like I'm just wearing a silly tank top because it's the first day of summer and it's 90 degrees outside and a summer movie dropped, but this shirt actually makes sense. I wanted to wear it last week for the watch along, but it's pretty sweet and winter soldier related. I thought it played. So let's it start. Nobody's upset with it. I was just, you know, I felt a little self conscious and I was like, no. I'm going to make the comicness you of it. You did great. Thank you. Your arms could use a little work, but you know, the tank I just got to hit the gym if I'm going to wear yeah. tank tops. Real shame. <laughs> just who do I think I am? So the news this week we have a bunch of small things, a lot of X Men things, and then we'll probably spend the remainder of the show talking about that two hour and 45 minutes love fest that was Civil War. That movie literally felt like. When I was a 12-year-old and I had tubs of toys and I poured them out and they fought, but I had, like, the ability to write good dialogue. For So, anyway, we'll get there. First of all, <laughs> Sharon Stone has said that she's a Marvel character. She gave no context. We have no idea who she can be. And we, frankly... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline don't know what movie she might be talking about who do you guys think sharon stone would play well no idea i just think she, <laughs> I, got, I, got nothing. I just think she's confused yeah, she's like, like marvel nobody's movie? been like she's right <laughs> right like it's i think she's just like i'm a marvel take that as you will character and she's like talking to a man on the street Face against Fury. Yeah. she's like nick fury's in that right yeah marvel movie yeah uh, I don't know, man. I don't know who she could be. I have a couple theories. What are your theories, Carol Doom? Danvers. Um, I would... I would yeah, that's <laughs> right. a very old Carol Danvers. That'd be awesome. Um, I was thinking Abigail Brand is a possibility. Ooh! Dude. Strong. That's uh, fantastic. I love that. I, I, I think it's going to be tied... The timing seems to indicate it's going to be tied to Captain Marvel one way or the other. Okay. So I would say either Abigail Brand or some person who's going to be a mentor to Captain Marvel... To See, Carol okay. Danvers in her movie. I love that. See, I went Ant-Man, and I thought Janet Van Dyne because yeah. Michael Douglas, and I just assumed it'd be a fun little oh, basic instinct yeah. thing. Whoa. Right? Like a basic oh, instinct. Yeah. It would tie into so many things. That it would makes... be really cute. They're the right age, obviously. Such sense. Having her as Janet would be exciting, and, and having an older Janet, older Mike, I mean, that's my thought. Do, do you age in the microverse, though? Only she knows. Actually, no. Would you, I don't know. Would you? Because she's been in there the whole time. We don't know. They say that it's outside time. That would imply she would not age. But hey, Sharon Stone looks great. She looks great. We'll yeah. see what happens. This is Hollywood. I'm just glad she's, you know, doing a Marvel thing conceptually. Whether or not that's true. I love the idea of her as Brand. Yeah, that's I great. I just love Brand, though, too. So. She's a fun character. Yeah. Good call. That's Doom a weak the booth. spot in my knowledge. I do not know about this. I think originally brought up in Astonishing X-Men, right? Yes. Wasn't that the her, Joss her debut? Run. Yeah, it was yeah. Sword. Uh, so basically, she's a green-haired badass. Yep. Okay, sorry. Stop explicit, explicit. A, a, a works. Um, but she runs Sword, which is the uh, basic, like, extraterrestrial shield. Got it. Um, and they jump in any <laughs> otherworldly Space threats. shield. Yeah. Cool. And she's awesome. Rad. X-Men goes cosmic a lot more than the movies imply they do. Yeah. And there's an entire, like, I'd say third. I'd argue a third of the X-Men stuff is, is based out. She are the brood. Yeah. Like, it's mostly. Phoenix. Yeah, really. All of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Cyclops' dad's a space pirate. 
Yeah. I mean, at times Nightcrawler's a space pirate. Yeah. So that that whole side of things, she's kind of like the Nick Fury of that world, cool. and she has green hair, and she needs to have that authority, so Sharon Stone certainly would. Yeah. I like that very much. Word. Uh, moving on to Netflix. Jessica Jones season two has had some minor plot points discussed. Uh, Nerd has had a talk with them this week. And basically the, the most interesting thing I read in it was that she has to deal with the ramifications of killing Kilgrave. Uh, basically the idea that she's had PTSD because she killed that one person, but now she has PTSD because she killed someone consciously. She was upset at Kilgrave mm. for having been controlled. And then she made this choice herself. Now she has to deal with the ramifications of that. I think it's a great way to start season two because yeah. it's basically like escalating the stakes from season one, which is what shows should do. And uh, she also revealed that season two and the Defenders are going to be shooting back to back. So that gives us kind of a timeline idea and the Defenders. Uh, do you know the Defenders? I don't. Okay. So Tell the, me all about it. The Defenders are kind of the street level Avengers in a way that the roster actually is never solid. At points, it's been Silver Surfer, Hulk, and Doctor Strange, which is yeah. quite the medley. But uh, what they're doing in Netflix is basically Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist become a team. <gasps> Yeah, so we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a Netflix version of the Avengers, basically. Oh god! So it's all leading to this giant. That sounds thing. amazing. So the idea that they're filming the Defenders or they have dates for the Defenders is pretty exciting because it means that it's it's like tangible. It's coming. It's real. It's crazy. There's a little pee coming out of me right now. <laughs> That's how I felt when I read the word Defenders too. So the idea is that like these four shows set up this one big universe, and now with Punisher conceptually five shows. Uh... So there's so much. There's a whole lot. So that's happening. Uh, It's not really, we can't really elaborate more than just that she said that, and that's really exciting. Now, a thing we can discuss with some length is that as of today, we've heard that Lapita Nyong'o is in talks. uh, Before you move off of Jessica Jones, because there's a lot of people who wanted wanted us to talk about this, Uh, Kristen Ritter, when she was talking about the series, came out and said that she, because of what they're developing with the character and how she's dealing with her grief, maybe reaching out and what uh, she teased what other heroes might appear in Jessica Jones. Um, Some people have gotten crazy with their speculation because does it go beyond just the defenders? Right. Yeah. There's been a lot of people with, you know, Spider-Man talk and that would be appropriate geographically being that she's set in New York. I don't know if they have the giant CGI budget that the Spider-Man would require, but I would love to have Spider-Man and Jessica Jones even for like half an episode. Underoos! Yeah, on the soundboard today. Uh, So, I mean, that's the rumor. Uh, People have been saying Spider-Man. People have been saying... I I would just love if any Defenders. I kind of felt that while watching uh, season two of Daredevil, I wanted her to pop up. Or or I wanted a little more crossover. And I loved Night Nurse being the the Nick Fury of the universe and having her everywhere. But I kind of wanted a little... Yeah. You know what I would... Oh, sorry, Matt, go ahead. I would think... I don't think it'll be Spider-Man, as much as I would love that. I can't yeah. imagine that they're doing Sony and Marvel and, and now Netflix. Netflix. And so he's in uh, Cap movies, he's in Avengers movies, he's in his own movies, he's in... Uh, ne- that seems like too much. Yeah. But I would imagine with the success and popularity of Punisher, and we're talking about grief and PTSD, it would only be yeah, him. Yeah, that's true. And then it would be another little possible oh love interest sort of thing. Oh my God. Right? I was gonna say, uh, if we're if we continue the trend from Jessica Jones dealing with like really heavy issues, what if this is all about dealing with uh, people with uh, like mental problems or disabilities, and we go into a Moon Knight? Oh, situation. dude, dude, we've talked about Moon Knight. The chill. I got excited. We've I, talked I, about Moon Knight being the Netflix goal. Uh, Ooh. 
Moon Knight is the one character that we haven't confirmed that I want most. Uh, Moon Knight is the he's he's basically a if you take Batman mm -hmm. and you go crazier and you add schizophrenia, multiple personalities, and a lack of reality. Uh, and Egyptian and gods. Egyptian, he thinks he's possessed by an Egyptian god. He wears a white suit because he likes his enemies to see him coming. It's and, the best. And he literally is like a flagrant disrespect to villain kind. He, he's such a cool character. That Warren Ellis run that was with, with uh, Declan Shabley, that was like one of the coolest books I'd read. Yeah. And there's so little dialogue, but it's like just excellent it's storytelling. It's so cool. Yeah. And the Moon different Knight. personalities of it, the different incarnations of the god and all that stuff and having him so in cool. the netflix universe would totally work and would also be an interesting way to show we we kind of have two batmans in and i consider daredevil batman-esque and i consider moon knight yeah. batman-esque yeah. yeah so to have them in one universe daredevil's be, my favorite batman daredevil, daredevil's <laughs> the best batman we have yeah i love favorite. season one and two of bat daredevil mm -hmm. uh so that'd be exciting i would love dude doom in the booth moon knight would change my life um but yeah move, now moving on to marvel lapita nyong'o is rumored to be joining Black Panther. Thoughts? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all, Great. all of the Lupita forever. Everything. Just put her in everything. Yeah. She's so good. Ugh. I've never not enjoyed a single... Like, even... What was that movie where she was, like, a, a stewardess? She was, like... She's shown as that. She was so good. She's... She what was that? Right Up in the air? <laughs> Up in the air. Yeah. No, right after 12 Years a Slave, she popped up in, I know, in, but I can't think what it was. It was, like, taken in a plane. It was oh. that nonstop. Yeah. She popped up in nonstop, and even non then she was like, I will deliver Oscar performance in nonstop. Uh, She's so, just not capable of being anything less she, than excellent. She can't not, um, like, she doesn't phone it in any way. Yeah, no, she's great. I, I want her to be Black Panther's sister. I would yeah. love her to be, but they're saying love interest, but it's also a super early talk, so I doubt they really know. Why not both? Game of Thrones makes it work. <laughs> Uh, I want her to Kill be... Me. <laughs> Why do you ask questions to which you already know the answer? <laughs> I think uh, she'd be great she's as so Shuri. good, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just, like, as strong. I think that would be such a good force, like, for them to be opposed. Like, not, yeah. oppo not that they're opposed, but, like, to have someone that strong be able to call him on stuff and... Because that's all she does in the comics. Yeah. She's always like, whoa, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. What's what's your move here? That'd and be awesome. That character in Civil War, the the guard, the, yeah. the female the guard was like, she had three lines and she was such a presence. I was fascinated. You, I wanted to know so much more yeah. about her instantly. Yeah. And if they get... And that's... I don't know that actress, but she was so impossibly she powerful. If we could have a whole world of that, plus Lapita, like this movie, oh. Are you saying you'd like an entire world of powerful women? I, yes. Where, where do I first. go for that world? Please, sign this me one. up. Okay, this let's make, one. Let's make this, this happen. One. Black Panther, show me the world. No, this one. Oh, this one. Earth. Oh, Earth. The one Earth we're one. on. Mm -hmm. Okay, not 616. No. Okay, Shining, Shimmering, Splendid. I want to see this world. Uh, now it's 199,999. I thought you were about to break into Rent. I really thought there was a song oh, coming. Oh, no. <laughs> I would so, leave so fast. That's, <laughs> so that's the rumor. Uh, we hope it's true because everyone here loves her and she's incredible and I would and love I to see... I just love Black Panther. And that, like, yeah, we're going to get to Civil War Black Panther talk. It's going to be big. I know. We're going to get there. But first, it's a show that I am hosting, so a certain character has to come up. <laughs> now, whether or not there was anything to talk about this week, it was going to happen, but since there is something to talk about this week, Deadpool came out on digital two weeks before its physical release, and within one week was officially the number one digital sales in history. In a week, it blew the doors off everything. It sold a million units you can't even call it anything but units. It's only a million digitals of Deadpool in a week. That is insane. This is a movie that everyone saw in theaters and then decided to buy again as soon as possible on digital. 
That makes just, perfect sense. I'm me. so proud of it. I'm yeah. so excited. Your little baby? It was a little baby. <laughs> for two years, I talked about this it's in the so show, yeah. just waiting for it to come out, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, more records. <laughs> It's validating, though, isn't it? So cool. When you put like so much of your life into something, you just and then the, your heart. that the world doesn't know, and then you're like, "I told you guys, <laughs> this, this is what I've been saying. This was the this thing. This is a good thing. It's I like, didn't dedicate my life to garbage. Yeah, this like, was a good. Yeah, this was a good. Yeah, like a garage band doing well. You're like, good. Yeah, I knew them first, and then they get too popular. You're like, but they were mine. Yeah, and then Deadpool too. Don't be, be a good. Deadpool hipster. You'll I, never be a Deadpool I, I hipster. Can't. You can't. You're not capable of being. No, a hipster. I just want everyone to share him with me. You're like, yes. A big Deadpool hug is what I want. Everybody mm-hmm. eat chimichangas every day. Yes. Uh, so that was exciting. I'm stoked. Uh, as soon as there's any Deadpool 2 news, you know you'll hear it here first. Because I need an excuse. Moving on. Kevin More Feige. pegging. <laughs> All the pegging. All the pegging you have. All of it. <laughs> uh, Kevin Feige came out and said that basically Black Widow has no reason not to have her own movie. Which is basically what everyone ever has been saying for eight years. So they're saying that she's the next up, the most logical, the one that's basically on the queue that isn't on the roster yet. So, Black Panther thoughts. Black Widow. Black Black Widow Widow thoughts. thoughts. I keep wanting to get there, but I have to wait. Black Widow thoughts. I don't get as excited about Black Widow as I want to be. All right. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. Is it her portrayal or is it the character itself? I'm not sure. I think it's the portrayal. I don't think it's a Scarlett Johansson problem. I think it's maybe that we were introduced to her in Iron Man and she was sort of brought in and he has that line where he's like, I want one. Yeah. And it's like, she's sexy. But they fixed that. They did, but because it, it was, it, I, they haven't like bought me back yet. Like okay. I'm like, I'm still a little like, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's like the love story and the thing. I like her. I think that we're getting close. Basically, if we had a movie and they show me, that, that'll be the buy-in. That'll, like, be, the that'll be the thing out. that gets yeah. me back. Because I'm like, I, f- I still feel like she's like, the girl. And it's just like, <laughs> stop. I, I do find her to be the most neutral of all the characters. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's not really much to hold on to. And then I think with her, like, double agent, and she's lived so many lives, and she's jumping sides constantly. Like, there's not anything for me to really hold on to Mm -hmm. so I'd be interested to see what their story would be but because she's always so reserved and so like calm and in charge of the situation there's just no emotional stakes usually with her character yeah because she's so she's so chill that it's like well I'm not worried I'm not if (laughs) she's got this yeah if she's good I'm good like there's nothing like you don't see what she's after I like her for one very specific reason, and that's Winter Soldier, they made her not the love interest. They made her... Right. And that was when... The confidant, and I think that's the best she's been. Iron Man 2 was negated for me with Winter Soldier because I was like, oh, Marvel knows how to make a woman not an object and not just a love interest. Exhibit A. And that was when I was like, hey, this is now an option to go further, and then they haven't since. But that showed me that was an option. Yeah. Winter Soldier didn't enti- I didn't entirely feel like she was off the table as a love interest. I know that like we ended yeah. up with the other character but I I still sort of felt like the 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 I don't know rumblings of it yeah. underneath. See, I felt like they were like a brother sister relationship and that when they kissed it felt awkward because of that. And I loved that they were like we have to use this as a distraction and it was literally not sexual and I loved that it was a non-sexual make oh, I, I mean it's Chris <laughs> Evans and Scarlett Johansson there's nothing not sexual about yeah. that. Yeah. But story wise 
I love that there was yeah. like a moment of like, and then they got in the car and had that amazing dialogue scene after in the truck talking about like, was that your first kiss? And then he was like, mm. like I loved that relationship, and I thought that's where we'd go with her. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's an yeah. amazing scene yeah, with that, yeah, yeah. and we haven't had that since, and that's what I want the movie to be. Yeah, I want that to be like, hey, I don't need. She uses sex as a weapon, and she doesn't need to be an object because she's the one making men objects. I want a movie where she's controlling the the narrative. So I want a Black Widow movie to show that she's the character that I imagined her to be. But right. the, the trap for that is we can the only other movie i've seen do that recently and i'm sure there's others um was the 300 sequel mm-hmm. where like for a minute i was like oh is eva green like using yeah. sex as a weapon and it's kind of rad and then it got used against her and i was like no no we were no. so close well that was that Scarlett Johansson movie where she was literally using sex as a weapon and killing people that indie film under the skin oh uh, i hadn't seen that and i was like i well, was told not to see it <laughs> The, it does the thing we're talking about yeah, okay. and therefore I'd love to see Black Widow do that I'd love to see it, not an origin story because her origin's so convoluted but to see a story where she's on her own she's dealing with espionage she's playing both sides but she's also in control so we doesn't ha- so we don't have to have a man being like this is what she's for like it's like she, right. this is what I'm for go uh, yeah. so that's what I want the movie to be you'd like to see some autonomy Perhaps. I mean, we, I know we're getting the, the, the Captain Marvel movie. That's going to be great. I would love for there to be, you know, more than... I, I've said it before. I want DC to do well because I want Marvel to have competition. I want these female superhero movies to do well because we've had enough movies that people like Perlmutter can say, like, no, they don't work. Like, for every Catwoman, there's a ton of great male superhero movies, and that's not fair. And I think we need to get rid of that uh, weird connotation because those movies just weren't good movies. It has nothing to do with the fact that they were female led. It has to do with the quality of the film. Yeah, that's right. absolutely true. And there are so many phenomenal female characters, right. especially in the comic book world, uh, Marvel or DC. Like, there's tons of room oh, to make great. really quality things. Oh, thank you. Like, there's just, there's no excuse anymore. We're past the point where it's acceptable for this to be the thing. And I think that's across the board, especially with women, and then, but even just in general, these movies, like, now you've got Civil War, and you have films that are, like, setting the bar, and it's like, and then you have movies that are coming in so below the bar, uh, as far as, like, character work, and and just story, and all that other stuff. I don't know. It's, it's like, what? Yeah. Like, Batman versus Superman, everybody hated, right? Like, there's just that stuff, and, and, uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two was yeah. just like a, a, a no excuse. A, a, no excuse. A, it was a mess. There's just no excuse for it anymore. And and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Like you see Civil War, and like I think the Netflix stuff is like so exciting to watch because it's so well done and it's character driven and it's paced out and it's a real show. Jessica Jones. And yeah, it was great. And I was riveted by the whole. Th- I loved it. And it's exciting to watch these things done well. Yeah. Last week we talked about the Russo brothers' comment that there's no excuse not to have LGBT in the forefront of Marvel because yeah. they're, they're such a visible force. It was really cool. Their quote's amazing. They basically talk about how they're such a visible force because of the Marvel Enterprise, the Empire, that they feel responsible for making the world better by doing this because they have a billion-dollar industry. Yes. It's, like, too big to fail for the positive. Instead yeah. of being like, we're a bank that can't fail. It's like, hey, we know people are going to see this movie. Let's do something right with it. So, and I got... I got a bunch of YouTube comments calling me, like, white knighting and this white boy saying that he wants all this stuff. Like, guys, if you're watching the show, you're watching for our opinions. If you want the news, go to Google. My opinion is that this stuff needs to happen, and if you don't agree, bye. So I think that we need to move forward in this way, and I think Marvel's the right one to do it because they're winning. Yeah, And and if Black Widow helps that, yes. Outside of that, too, Marvel's the the company that built themselves upon representing the underdogs and the outsiders and all that stuff. So it's like X-Men, everything. Everything is about feeling alone and then finding your own power and doing the right thing. Yeah, all of it. It's all... it's what it's all about. So, yeah, good. Make that happen. We've got the let's, foundation. Yeah. Let's move forward. And that's what superheroes are for, to make the world a better place. And, and that's to make what you the feel movie like you have a place in the world. Yeah. 
Sorry, we talked over each other. I know that's not a thing, but it had to happen. No, we get we excited. Got excited. It's, it's a thing. It's been a while. It's I'm happy to see I haven't him. seen Matt so long. I cook here, you guys. And also, like, that's just real stuff. Like, it's true. Let's and make it's a the real world problem. a better place. And these guys can do it. So. And they can do it in a big way that yeah. affects the world. Yeah. Like, this Civil War is $737.8 million worldwide. If any message come across from that, it's that we have a, a an empire that cannot fail right now. And if we can make the world a better place by using superheroes, maybe we should. X-Men. Uh... X-Men has a lot of stuff going on. The little bit of news we have is that officially Professor X is going to be in New Mutants, which is super exciting to me because that shows the scope of what Fox is doing. That one casting announcement to me shows that they're doing their Marvel and they're actually realizing how to do it. Like, they're, they're building their universe, but they're actually being like, oh, that, that, that cue? Okay, we should do that. So having Professor X in that, I think, is a great thing. And have you been following New Mutants stuff? No. Uh, basically, they're going completely separate. They're trying to. They're using, I think, two of the X Men, but they're building an actual New Mutants team, and yeah. the team is authentic to the comics. I saw the picture of the roster. The guy tweeted out, which is so weird. It's great. I mean, that's really exciting. But I just, in general, Meh. yeah, I, I don't know if they are. Because again, I'm a huge X Men. That was it was Spider Man and X Men. Yeah, those no, are yeah, mine. Same, that's dude. it. Until Deadpool, and I was like, oh, this is a Spider X Men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Professor X thing and like the growing the world just feels like they're chasing after Marvel mm-hmm. rather than running alongside them. You know what I mean? So it's like I hope they do. A, I hope they make a good movie. This isn't a jab at DC. Disclaimer. I feel like this is doing what Batman vs Superman didn't in that it has a character or two and it's building universe by taking baby bites instead of trying to establish the Justice League in one movie. Great. That's why I'm excited. Cool. It's not like, hey, nice. New Mutants plus the X-Men. It's like, hey, New Mutants Professor X is here because it makes sense for him to be here. Yeah. That's why I'm excited. So, no disrespect to DC. I just think it's a different move than they made, and I'm excited about that move. Diplomacy. Yeah, uh, what happened? Dude, what? what? <laughs> the internet broke me. There's so much There's so much anger out there. Diplomacy. Politics. Oh, no. Uh, now, speaking of the internet, diplomacy, and politics, the X-Men reviews are coming out. <clears throat> X-Men Apocalypse is not shaping up so well, so we're a little worried. X-Men Apocalypse reviews are from really bad to it's just bad. So I'm a little worried. The costumes look amazing. I haven't seen it. I won't comment. I'm excited, but I'm going to take my expectations down a bit. I am not at all excited. Really? And I haven't been. I haven't been okay. since since the end of the last one when they first showed Apocalypse building <laughs> pyramids with his hands and he was a little boy and I'm like, well, he can build pyramids with his mind. How are you gonna fight like him? That like guy. that doesn't make sense. And he's a boy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like and it looks cool. Like I'm a big Apocalypse guy, but just in general, like the 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 previews and stuff, like I, they just haven't been doing it for me. And I feel like it looks more like X three than it has any of the past film. Like yeah. if there's like this weird like CGI like. The scene of like Psylocke like cutting the car in half and like it's like well that <laughs> doesn't like visually it didn't line up like I don't know with the rest of the universe. yeah it just doesn't yeah. it, like it's cool it was a big Michael Bay shot too which yeah me. anytime someone lands from the but sky but it also to feels like the background the car and her are all in different rotations <laughs> like it doesn't look like it visually syncs up for me I'm like that doesn't feel right like and Singer who's like such a sort of like visual minimalist like he he makes it very like ground it just looks like this like big thing and like the crazy clouds in the background of all the characters and so you feel like it doesn't it looks like they didn't learn anything after yeah like they've made a step back they retconned it and they're like what if we bring it back what if we yeah (laughs) it looks like someone's like well these guys are they're mutants so we gotta make them look like mutant super people and it's like that's kind of feel you know what i mean like 
It just doesn't. And, and I don't know. Anytime that's centered around Mystique, I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Jennifer Lawrence is great, but like, I just don't. She's get, not an X Men. I don't like that it's Mystique. I just never ever will. I don't buy it. I They've don't always billed by Oscars, not by X Men. I know. Oh, I hate that. And that's that's the problem. Like, that I love Hugh Jackman, but he's not the leader of the X Men, and they've done that so many times that now it's Mystique, and that's yeah. even, that's even more far removed. Uh, lastly, about X Men before we move on to Civil War because we have a special surprise. Uh, X Men whatever the next one's going to be called, is going to be set in the 90s. Now, if you're only a casual X-Men fan, that's casually exciting. If you're an X-Men animated <laughs> series fan, however, that's real exciting. Oh, my God. I want the da na so bad yeah. in my life. Send you back to Oz. Just like everyone in, in those... pieces. <laughs> Just Gambit's all costume, all oh those costumes. God. Like, X-Men in the 90s is what I've wanted since... I mean, since the 2000 X-Men came out. Is that the one that, that Tatum is... Gambit? Tatum's trying to be Gambit so hard, nobody knows what's happening. Is yeah. he actually going to be Gambit? Tatum's I like, want it to not happen. How I do think, I make it not happen? I think oh, really? Tatum's in his house right yeah, now dressed like as Gambit, just going like somebody film. Just cool, hitting man. things with a stick just, and then ordering new cards. ones on Amazon. Just hoping. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but the next one's set in the 90s. Whether or not it has Channing, whether or not we go any further, we'll see. The reviews on this one are bad. We'll see how the next one goes. I want Apocalypse to be good so badly because I love Oscar Isaac. I love Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Have you seen the Tumblr that's what does Oscar Isaac look like? And it's just um, <laughs> pictures of toys of Oscar Isaac that look nothing like him. Oh, that's amazing. It's like all the Poe Dameron that's stuff. That's awesome. The, inter- the internet, you so guys. so good. The internet's See, a special place. See, there's good things on the there internet, too. There are good too, things on the internet. They're great. Focus I knocked over that. Matt Murdock. Gotta find those. Are you okay? Uh, Doom in the booth. Do we have our moment? <laughs> um, we will in just a minute. Well, let's take a moment to talk S.H.I.E.L.D. Let's. Before, that, before we get into the deepness of Civil War. And there was some Civil War stuff on S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, which was a blast, because we got some more information on the Sokovia Accords. In fact, we mm. found out that um, it seems like the Superhuman Registration Act is actually hidden within the that giant packet that they drop on the desk um, as, they tr- cool. as they try to register the Inhumans and track them and put them on a list, which Coulson very much disagrees with, and I think Cap would too. Coulson is very staunchly Team Cap, to no one's surprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Since Avengers. Yeah. Um, so you got uh, we got General Talbot back dealing with that. Um, Lash went up against Hive, and I don't want to spoil what happened, so uh, in case, just in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. And uh, guys, Hellfire officially picked up his chain and was whipping some watchdogs with it. Guys, was... that sentence was so geeky. It made me so happy. Your excitement <laughs> about that sentence made me so happy. All these small Marvel things just coming together. It was a, it was a great sequence. Um, Hellfire is quickly becoming a fan favorite. And if you want us to know more about S.H.I.E.L.D., you can go on to our sister network, AfterBuzz TV, for the AfterBuzz TV Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. After Show, which is live Tuesdays at 10 p.m. And we will be recapping the finale of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Season 3. Uh, next Tuesday night, two-hour, two-part finale. Now, I apologize to all watching that I blew through this news, and there was a fair amount, but we have to have time to talk about Civil War because it's kind of the biggest thing to happen, I would argue, since Avengers 1. So, moving on to Civil War. Zach? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, are you waiting for me to talk about Civil War? I think you guys... I figured it would start with you because we're just not going to stop. I mean, well... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we will have some cool, some, some, there'll be a voice on the line. Oh, wait, there is. <laughs> who's hey, who's this? He's alive. What's that? I said he's alive. Oh, God, here we go. Oh, oh, oh God. I, I, uh, I didn't know that I was going to be called right into the studio. Yep, you're, you're here right now. Welcome. Uh, His astral form is with us. Yeah. The air? Like, I, I, I feel like I've forgotten how to do all of this. You know, like, I got I the seat know. warm for you. Yeah. Koi's doing great. You're good. Take your time getting back. 
<laughs> oh, great, great. You've got, you've got Cook there. Well, Did you miss uh, I'll me? I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so how'd you like Civil War, man? Uh, I mean, it was okay. This is a job, I guess. <laughs> We've no, only just was, started talking um, about it, so give us your thoughts. You're the first voice on the Civil uh, War combo. Oh, whoa, okay. Well, no pressure. Uh, my, pressure. My, my immediate thought, like, I mean, we're, we're, spoil, we're spoiling everything, right? Hard, like, yes. yeah. Spoiler show, right? Uh, I mean, it, it would be dumb to not do that, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, like, my first thought was I, I was so mad that I didn't have a ticket for the viewing right after my viewing, like, like I was like, why? Why am I not going to see this movie again right now? <laughs> like, like, I was like legitimately mad that I didn't have a second ticket to go see it immediately, and I haven't had a chance to go see it a second time. But every single day this week, as <laughs> I've been, hey Brittany, let's go see Civil War again. <laughs> like it just hasn't worked out yet. Can we set aside three hours of our day? No, Matt's not even here. He's not even in the studio, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no. What? And uh, true, true to what I uh, what I've what I've been saying uh, on the show, my my favorite part was uh, I love I love Spider Man, um, but seeing Giant Man on screen, I was like, yes, that is so epic. You all understand like, was... me now. <laughs> Zach's moment. It was so cool. His man. Deadpool is Ant Man. I love that. Yeah, like the second Ant Man uh, was like, hey guys, I, I think I can create a distraction. Um, I've only tried it once in my lab, so if I if I split in half, it's like, just oh, go on without here me. We go. Oh my god, I can't believe we're doing this. And I was so glad they didn't show that moment in any trailer. I was so Dude, glad I just saw it. it last night on TV. Oh, it's in commercials, it in and I was oh, so mad. No. Yeah, it's like don't do that. It's him holding War Machine, oh, and I was just like, come moment. on. And it's like number one movie, blah, 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 all that other stuff. And I'm like, don't do that. That's a shame. Well, we didn't get it before. That's good at least. Yeah, I was so as upset because as soon as he started talking, about it, he's like, I only did it once. And I, you know, I passed out. I started just being like, oh, oh. I was with my two friends, and I was just holding their arms for the whole movie. Just being like, oh, I just kept squeezing people. I was so excited. I think at this point, they're basically like, just they're trying to just get you, like, remember this thing you were so excited about? Go see it again. Yeah, $206.2 million. They're like, people have seen it. Come back for more. No, but like, what? that's, That's one of the things that's crazy about this to me is that, like, I think I, I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but they've almost done in three weeks what uh, Dawn of Justice did in it's almost its entire run. And like, I don't mean to, to crap all over Dawn of Justice, but like, that's crazy to me. Like, that's just crazy to me. You know, like it's a big they, deal. They, hey, I'm not saying that like, domestically, Deadpool, a C-list character, did better than the two most recognizable superheroes of all time, but <clears throat> it did. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, I've but, seen Civil War twice. And I don't know the last yeah. time I did that with the movie. Yeah. Like, I really don't remember the last time I was like, no, I need to go back. And I have plans to see it a third time. Last time I went to a movie twice was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think, that's, that's kind of my, that's how I'm going to start my conversation with it, is that the fact that Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, are the two strongest films in the Marvel Universe. I think as films, they are the two best, but I think this is the best comic film I've ever seen. Yeah. I think those are, that's, that's, that's a space opera, and that is a beautiful uh, conspiracy theorist film. This is the first comic movie I feel like is a comic movie from Marvel, and I feel like they did it better than anyone ever has. And I really liked Civil War because I don't like the full Avengers movies. I don't enjoy yeah, that's something I want to talk about. them. So to me, to see everybody, the whole team, like the gang's all here and I don't hate it is really great because <laughs> yeah. I hated the first Captain America. I felt like he was never, there was never a moment where I was like, he might die. It was like, he's fine. 
Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> what about this time? He's probably fine. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, it just never, I was never like worried. Whereas in like a, the first Iron Man, you're like, Tony Stark might die. Yeah. He might die. And that moment when he says he's Iron Man, you're like, you're like, oh my God. So then to have Winter Soldier be just leaps and bounds ahead of the original Captain America and then to have this movie where it was like it's and it's the Avengers yeah and it's still good I was like <gasps> yay I felt I like so this did, did everything Winter Soldier did plus the Avengers were in it it was nuts I can't believe the amount of characters that were in it and, and so quickly well man. and then you bring in Spider-Man and then like the audience gets it the audience is yeah. smart we can trust them we can just do this you and bring like, in Black Panther a dude. character no one oh, knows that and the audience gets amazing. it amazing no one knows Black Panther no. like, the, that isn't a comic fan I'm sure a lot of people that are comic fans obviously have been waiting their whole lives yeah. for it this is a character that literally we don't even explain his powers he's like hey let's have one line about your suit being bulletproof just in case yep. moving on that's all we know it's I so great. Loved. I had never heard of Black Panther because I'm not a comic reader, um, and I loved it. The only spoiler tweet I put out, and Matt, did you get this? Did I ruin anything for you? Uh, I tweeted, <laughs> I tweeted Dat Bluth Staircardo after I saw the movie, and like that was the only because there's literally the, the blue. <laughs> What what did what did you tweet out? The I didn't only, do that. The only tweet I tweeted after seeing some war before the, the populace had was Depp Bluth stare card dough because I wanted anyone that had seen it early to catch it. When they're at the airport <laughs> running through the Bluth stare car, at one point they're like, There's our ride and they point and they cut to the Bluth stare card. I was like, Are they? Okay, they're not. But th- that literally has a cameo in the movie. I, did, I didn't catch that. Oh, that's so funny. Like when I go back and see it a second and third and fourth time, I'll have to look for that part. Did you see but, the D twenty three on the uh, on the Winter Soldier's containment area? Mm-mm. Disney always has their D twenty three than anything. When Winter Soldier's oh, in right. containment, it says D twenty three. Yeah, there's tons of those in this one. This is this is probably like one of the more Easter eggy movies because there's so much and they can yeah. do that. Was there an A one one three anywhere? I gotta assume. I didn't see there that one. Be, there, right? There's gotta be. I also love. There's this whole thing on the internet about plums. Have you guys seen this? Uh, basically, oh my god, the pl- Bucky and his plums is so funny. So basically, Bucky when they see him like wandering through, uh, I think it's Bucharest. Basically, yeah. he's shopping for plums. He just has a thing of plums in his hand, and and everyone's like, "Man, my favorite relationship in that movie is Bucky and his plums oh, and all yeah. this stuff." Awesome. And then someone looked up what plums are good for. It's for getting your memory back, and it's for your brain. So it's like this amazing tie-in Easter egg about nutrition. Good golly, <laughs> that's real cute. You guys it's real good that's real cute uh matt before before we lose you uh more thoughts you have, um, you have the wait, floor before you lose me what I, I said i know you have to go because you're running around do you have any more uh to chime in since you can't be here with us matt how do you feel about preppy vision <laughs> about, about what vision vision in street clothes i personally loved it because it was so weird you hated it you hated it it was so comedy it Ugh. It oh, was so it. weird. It was Dang, that's perfectly it. just like uncomfortable to look at. Yeah. I loved it. Man, I cannot <laughs> yeah. get over the way his skin looks. It was so, so good. I when think they it's did that so cool. And yeah. Then, like you saw the ridges change because the lighting and stuff. Oh my god. And it's practical. It's like, amazing. And augmented practical, but yeah. practical. Uh, how about our boy Damien? I I think one of my favorite things was the relationship between Vision and Scarlet Witch too, because it was like yeah. that little cooking like, scene. Like you could just feel that romance is happening. Well, like they set up somewhere around Infinity War. That's going to happen, and then like Vision's going to have to do something about that mind gem when Thanos is like, "Give it to me," you know. And it's just like, well, oh my the God. mind gem what changes colors when Scarlet Witch that was attacks him. When she takes over the, his whole body, it goes from yellow to red. Which oh, is, is he? A, is he secretly a big daddy uh, from Bioshock? Vision. And, Vision <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought the thing this did Mr. better Bubbles. than Mr. Bubbles. Mr. Peter. Angels. 
<laughs> uh, I thought the, the thing this did better than the other Avengers films, because uh, this isn't an Avengers film, is that it felt more like a culmination and stepping off point for things instead of just feeling yeah. like it was tying in loose ends or starting things. Yeah. My problem with Age of Ultron was that it felt like it was just like a thing to get us to the next thing. This felt like it closed a lot of doors and opened new ones and set up new things like the Vision Scarlet Witch naturally. Everything felt super organic. There were like 13 plot lines going through and none of it felt shoehorned in. No. Everything felt right. It was like they took each page of the script were like, okay, that has a purpose. Yeah. Oh, this does this. And it felt perfect. And each character was done so well. And they all had arcs, even if they had ten minutes. Yep. Like, Spider-Man had an arc. Not even ten minutes. You guys, I have a problem with the, with the like, workaround for with great power comes great responsibility. Where he I, said exactly the same thing, just without, I just wanted to be like, Cause he so is great it. power. Spider-Man can't say it. Great responsibility. Like I, I just, it was I just really so wanted close. him to say it. I was like, just say it. I wanted yeah. to shut movie. up and say it. But then he didn't, movie. and I was like, oh, good job. Like, I, was, <laughs> I, I, I was kind of mixed about it. I was like, I can't decide if I like that they found a way to w- make it work without saying it, or if I wish he had just been like, we're going to great responsibility. Bye. Like, Me I don't too. Know. It's all I wanted to hear until he didn't say it, and then I was thrilled that they didn't do it. Fair. Because again, I think it goes with the idea of like we're going to trust the audience knows who Spider Man is because they've seen five films where all he said is with great power comes responsibility. <laughs> we know yeah. his origin, so it's like so it's like such well worn territory that they were like N- we can, we don't need to do it. And but also to have him say it in a way that we haven't heard before, right. I thought yeah. was the most important part of that. And it did it did come out naturally like yeah. it was it didn't feel oh, everything felt natural. he's so Tom good Holland and Spider-Man he's you great. guys I literally so uh, I told Matt this as the, Matt asked me what I thought of Spider-Man and the only thing I told Matt Key was that I cried and now that the, now that it's out I love that you guys I literally that. was watching the Spider-Man scene and as soon as uh, as soon as Tony Stark was like where's your guy and, and then, it went to Queens and, and as soon as it went to Queens I was like oh my life's about to change and then like he had the DVD <laughs> player and then he opened the door and it was like my life's changing yep. and then as soon as he spoke and said May and the second his interaction with Tony Stark started, I like wept in the most openly uh, emotional way I have since I was maybe 14. Like I literally didn't know I was crying. So cool. I was just leaking emotions. And then the person I saw it with like tapped me and, I, and she's like, hey, Spider-Man and looked over and I was like, I know, I, I know it's Spider-Man. And I just, I for the next 10 minutes, I was just crying through this amazing scene of Tony Stark and Spider-Man because it was literally my childhood enacted on screen and I knew in that moment that an entire new generation had a new hero. It was the moment when I saw the birth of an icon for a new generation of children. And and, and for it to amazing. be that hero. Yeah. Like, that hero done well who's like he's us. Right. Like that's why he's such a big deal. He's because he's everybody. He he's sees the Iron everyman. Man like Iron Man. Yeah. He's but he's he's it's so exciting, and it is so for him to be so young mm-hmm. and to be like comic age appropriate. Like yeah. that's the, what he was. He should be in high school. He shouldn't be a thirty year old in high school not getting punched. Like that's we, it does, you don't need it. And like the idea of him saying like I couldn't play football then, I shouldn't play it now. Well, like Spider-Man. that that self inflicted responsibility. Yeah, is so crucial, and it's also what you want. For me, was I don't have any kids, but I that's what I want children to see. How are kids in your theaters? Um. I didn't have very many. I've seen it a bunch of times. I was there times. pretty late. So I, I've seen it with different audiences. I had, I've seen it twice, and the one I had, like, I had, like, adults with, like, very young kids. Yeah. Like, to the point where I'm like, they're too young. Like, yeah. that's, like, they're, because they're not going to retain it, and it's it's going to be violent. Right, like, right. Like, even in that world, like, it's not as violent, but it's, it's violent. It's a lot happened. Like, a lot of people die. Yeah. Uh, and it's rough. So, I don't know. I didn't have too many kids that I thought would be like, what you think of that, dude? You know what I mean? Did like, you have any kids in yours, Matt? Key? 
yeah, we saw it at um, El Capitan on, on Friday night. Oh, and there nice. were a lot of kids there, and they were just, like, squealing. They were having a blast with it. You know, and, like, that was actually one of my first thoughts, too, was, was seeing Spider-Man was, oh, my God, this is the perfect Spider-Man. And there are kids in this audience, and they're going to fall in love with Spider-Man. You know, like, I've got a, a niece and a nephew at home that I'm like, I can't wait for them to see the film and, you know, to hear how they reacted to, to That, that to was Spider-Man. my, my biggest like, happiness. I think I, when, yeah. when you guys were talking earlier about, like, really wishing that there were more female superheroes and wanting wanting the big companies to trust the audience that that's what they want to see and especially like LGBTQ plus characters I I tend to stay kind of silent about that stuff because I feel like I'd rather other people fight that battle for a little while because um, I'm tired um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that's part of why I don't get into I don't get as like excited because I don't have that and mm-hmm. I've never had that I don't have a Spider Man right Daredevil is the closest superhero that I've ever been like yeah man yeah <laughs> and like it's still a guy and like if if there were a queer female character yeah. su- superhero that didn't feel like pandering and was complex and and had that like I would weep openly for days at a time like right. I'd just be like yeah. Yeah, man. Like I, I, I've never had that, and it's something I'm so jealous of. And I get, and I see it when I'm watching Spider-Man. I'm like, so many people are so happy right now, but like, where is mine? It's coming. If they, if mine? they go on the right path, it will happen. The closest I've got is like Wednesday Adams. Like that's <laughs> she's not queer. Like, so I'm just like, my I don't thing know. with kids in the theater was I talked to like I wore a Spider-Man shirt the second time I saw it, and this kid came up to me and he was like 11 or 12 and was just like, "Is it true, Spider?" And I was like, yeah, man. And, and then he's like, I watched the trailer a bunch of times, and Spider-Man's in it, but is he in the movie? And the idea that like he was young enough to not know that that meant he was in the movie, but was still excited about it, was extra cool, because like he got to experience the excitement of like that validation, see his hero, and then I talked to the kid after, and he was like, guys, Spider-Man's been my favorite a long time, but nobody agreed with me, now he's gonna love Spider-Man, and I was like, you're saying my... He was like, my inner child was yeah. standing next to me, I was like, there's my inner child, he gets yeah. it. And it was so cool you're to see like- that. Him, him, him. And, that, and then the whole world has that now. Spider-Man is like a worldwide happiness again. And I've missed that so much. And and Black Panther. Man, Black Panther. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. <laughs> that that mid credit Black Panther. Let's talk about any like, second of Black Panther screen time. I mean the the actually before we get to Black Panther, Damien Poitier killed it when he was on screen. Speaking of awesome Wakanda. Yeah, he did. He uh, did. Damien Poitier, uh, friend of the show. Him, like I, I tweeted at him about all. I was like, dude, you, you get, like I just kept sending him uh, gifts of people applauding. Yeah, like, I, I sent him a text on Monday, and I was like, I just saw my boy thwart Captain America and Black Widow. And, and it was really cool to just, like, I, I knew he was in the movie, and I knew a little bit, but to see it and uh, just experience it was so, He's a Wakandan. He was Thanos in the first Avengers, and like, literally, like, they brought Brolin in. I was like, but my boy's Thanos. And now he's, like, a Wakandan, which is really cool. So, Damien. Uh, Black Panther. I love him. No, like when they when they showed Wakanda, the like scene that, Wakanda, yeah, that, that was, was a done. big deal. That was so cool. Black Panther. I don't, like I don't know job. about your guys' theaters. Like just when King T'Chaka came on board, there was like an audible like around me at least. Maybe it was just me and my friends, but like there was an audible like <laughs> T'Chaka. I did. I definitely. <laughs> I was like. <gasps> And he was so good, and like the father and son relationship. Hey, there was a lot of parental themes in this movie. Like, what was that? Yeah, like, there really every were. Every single one of them had some sort of issues going on. <laughs> but like that, the, T'Chaka and T'Challa, I was so on board with. It was so like 
great and touching the and then brutal. The accent made me so happy because yeah. it was like it didn't feel like it was pandering, but it also didn't feel like a thing I'd heard before, which is what Wakanda should sound like. Yeah. It, should, it should feel familiar but alien. Yeah. That was cool. And just the speed of him. Oh, dude. Just that sort of like so cool. I love mm-hmm. I love a, a powerful calm. Yeah. my favorite. Oh, man. How about that, too? When he gets that gun, he's like, the living are not done with you yet. Yes. Yeah, like, uh, Ooh. Because we know everyone else has their anxieties. Every other Marvel hero so far is like, Steve Rogers, I'm trapped in the past. Got to figure out yeah. this stuff. Iron Man's like, I don't know what I'm doing. PTSD. Black Panther's like, so I'm a king? I'm a god? I got these powers. How about your problem now? Like, he just handles stuff. Yeah. And, like, at no point does it feel cocky it just feels confident like yeah. his whole nest was just power and that was amazing to see well, the character too it's like his whole nation is on his shoulders yeah. and then on top of that like he you know he's in so for those of you guys who don't know the character that well it's like Black Panther is the uh, warrior of Wakanda and it's like a mantle that's passed on which he says in the film but then he's also now king so he's got he's king he's warrior which they all said and then he's also uh uh vengeful son and all that yeah. like, it was just so cool to watch him juggle all of those responsibilities and they trusted us as an audience yeah. to be okay with that they yeah. didn't do a silly long-winded origin they no. didn't assume we wouldn't get it they gave us a character that was fleshed out and the actor knew who the character was and they trusted us to follow along and we did yep because that movie could have been eight and one hours of the, one of the things that i loved was that like black panther like there was like this theme of like vengeance running out throughout the entire film like yeah. What's the nature of vengeance? Like, how does it corrupt? What does it do? And, like, at the very end, you see Black Panther, like, no, you know what? I've been trying to be vengeful. That's not the right way to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to let you live. You know, like, I thought that was so powerful, especially, like, coming from that character. Like, I just lost my dad. I'm still not going to kill you. Yeah, you know? to see him, and you see him drop it. You see him, like, put it away, it which is so cool. It also speaks to Marvel. Like, Marvel literally is about being right, no matter what it costs you as a person. Yeah. It, it's about being the—even— That moment made even a king an underdog. Mm-hmm. That moment made every man have the ability to put someone above them for the greater good. Yeah. And that was beautiful. Well, it was he's enlightened without feeling preachy. Right. Yeah. It's, which is tough. And I think one of the things that makes Black Panther so great, in comparison to something like, uh, like Batman versus Superman— um, is that there's a there's an old thing in theater where they say like if you have to play the king you don't play the king everyone mm-hmm. else plays that you're the king, and the the problem with like my my problem with Batman and Superman the way that DC's been doing them lately is like they are playing the king so hard <laughs> and it's just sort of like they have all these things and it's very I don't know there's something really like graspy about it that I don't right. like I, that's the only word I can think of whereas like Marvel did it and I think it also speaks to Chadwick Boseman's oh, acting absolutely. ability. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic, but the idea that like he's not playing the king, he's playing a a kid who lost his dad, right? And With the other presence. stuff is kind of a, just around him, yeah. Um, which I liked. I was I was in for that. I had ne- I, Black Panther got me immediately. The second I saw him in the suit, I was like, "Is that the kid? Is that him? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me that's him." And, and then, then he took out his hand. I was like, I love so that brown suit at the end. No, he's so... in, like he just looked like, and it was such a. It looked like he had stepped. He leveled up as the mm-hmm. character felt, but he was like, you know, he's King. whatever. But like, it looked. He just looked so good, and just that, like, again, that reserved power yeah. that he holds. I thought Daniel Bruhl was great. Yeah, I love that Zuma. scene of him in the little bunker window when he backs into the sh- after mm-hmm. he sees it, it that it's he's lit the fuse. Yeah, he's just like. 
and he goes away. I was like, oh, that's so well, that's when he became comic Zemo. booky. Like, yeah. that was like, I am now Baron Zemo. Like, that moment to me was like, and villain. Like, because before he was like, it was like an origin story even for Zemo. Because now we can use him in the future or not, but now he's full on Zemo. Yeah. And that's awesome. Uh, there were so many comic-y things in this film. The only thing I didn't like in the whole movie was the shot, the slow-mo shot of the repulsor blast going into the shield that's just off of the comic Oh, that like one that Cap and Iron Man that like and they did that like yeah. slow pan around and I saw it in 2D and I saw it in 3D and I was like maybe it's just for 3D didn't do anything in 3D mm-hmm. like I thought there'd be like light coming at you know whatever I thought it would be like that sort of but there was nothing and it was the only thing that fell out of place in the whole movie and I think it was like well you have to do this because it's you know right, the comic right. people yeah, will love it you know what like, like I, I completely agree with you but like I ate it up like I was like it took me out of the movie and I was like oh like you hated like, what? He, I, ate I, he ate it up oh you ate it up yeah, like it, it, like it immediately knocked me out of the movie. Where I was like, "Oh, they're doing like a comic booky thing." But at the end of it, I was like, "That was fucking awesome!" Like it drove me. <laughs> like I was so excited, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I loved it. I get I it. it. It was I, just I, the I, one thing that took me out. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that didn't feel like a movie, it felt it, like a comic movie. Yeah, it felt the only thing that felt put on. I used that positively earlier. I still stand by it. This felt like a comic movie in all the right ways. That felt like a comic movie in the wrong way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But this also did a lot of great comicy things, yes. like the 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 shot of Ant Man on the arrows directly from a cover of Avengers, like two twenty three. Uh, I think it is. Like that happens, and it's like a big moment. And when it happened in the movie, it didn't feel like fan service. It felt like a plot point, and yeah. that was so cool. Man, Paul Rudd's so good taking Paul- taking those lines, like er- the arrow guy line, made me just like. Oh, I love this so he's much. Amazing. Paul Rudd can he's deliver so anything. His anything. eyes, in when he goes, gym. he's like, oh, yeah. oh, it's like, and that's yeah. what the whole audience is doing, yeah. and then he's doing it. And the idea of him in, in the suit being like, this is your conscience. <laughs> we don't talk too much anymore. It's just like, oh, man. You know what I mean? Take this into the shop. Like, there were, uh, Zach will have plenty to say on this subject, but oh, yeah. I felt like Ant-Man uh, slash Giant-Man was the best utilized of a supporting character in any Avengers movie. I felt like, in Ant-Man, I enjoyed him. In this, I loved him. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Paul Rudd, at, like Hulk, is very great with the ensemble, and it differently. It feels different when he's on his own. Like He felt like a great part of the team, and I loved everything he had to do. He sort of ends up functioning as... Not exactly, but sort of like an audience surrogate, where like because he's having the moment of like this is the best, you're like yeah, 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 the yeah. insect guys, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, we feel for those. Well, but dudes. I feel like Hulk kind of serves his audience surrogate sometimes. Like, yeah. When, well, Banner does, not Hulk. Right. Um, we get yeah. sort hey, of like, hey guys, I'm sorry, I've actually got to jump off the line, but uh, I love you all, and thanks for letting me call in. Thanks for calling you, in, man. Love we'll you, see Maddie. You soon. <laughs> well. Hopefully, hopefully I can uh, arrange my schedule to be back on there soon. Whenever you're so busy, go see Civil War again. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, dude, I'm going to. Yeah, you know what? Let Cook take my place. Let Let's just Cook swapping mats. All right. (laughs) Matt, have fun. uh, My middle name is Matt. Oh, we're set. (laughs) Enjoy your Tibetan monk. See See you guys later. Bye, Bye, Matt. Matt, real quick. Yeah. Goodbye. I don't have the ability to hang up on you, but I would have. If I could have made you come, I, you know, as soon as I did it, I was like, I can't hang up. <laughs> uh, cookie forever. I'll talk to you guys Okay, bye, bye, dude. <laughs> uh, so I thought Boy, the comic-y things were better than most movies do them, and I thought that, like, the Russos really have a handle on that, because them using Arnim Zola in, in Winter Soldier I thought was as comic-y as it could get. Yeah. Uh, and then they did the, the Arrow thing. They did the... Uh, there were so many like comic moments. But, just, but yeah, just because Matt said goodbye, 
I gotta rave. I gotta rant on him. Oh, I go, 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 I gotta rave. I mean, it was it was perfect. Like the way they brought him in was like just enough. It made sense why they brought him in. Like that he, it wasn't because at first you think like, oh, it's gonna they're gonna assemble a team so they can fight the other side of the Avenger, but it's, that's not what it is. It's they're they're say he Cap is assembling his team to go take on five Winter Soldiers. Mm-hmm. He has to build his team. So, and he's it, an infiltration expert. Like yeah. you know, like all that like. Sorry. Each one of them made sense for yeah. for being there. No, you're right. He, I didn't even I didn't even put that together. I was just like I'm just too excited about Ant Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, basically, he 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 blew up into a giant man, and I that my brain went into uh, shock mode. I couldn't believe how exciting that moment was after the world of spectacle we've seen. Like we've seen so many cool moments, and yet that was still like impossibly exciting. Like I couldn't get over how I was like I've seen some crazy fights, and I was like. But Giant Man's the cool. Like, yeah, I, 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 the spectacle was so much. But I think the that... Spider-Man Star Wars line. <laughs> so great! Like, come on, you guys. I was into that shit. <laughs> yeah, it was, was so good. It was insane. That was literally two of my all-time favorite comic book characters making a Star Wars joke. And, like, <laughs> it, how can you top it? I'm alive know. exactly when I'm supposed to be. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> like, that's all I could. You know what I mean? I was just like, I'm right where I need to be, and it's. Like, how lucky am I? I get to hear Spider-Man talking about Star Wars while he's tripping up Giant Man. It's like, this it's is great. It. And, it's and so cool. Tom Holland did more than I ever dreamed, like, with so little. Like, it's Tom him. Holland is Spider-Man. Yeah. He's so good. And and Downey Jr.'s, like, that interplay, I totally oh. see why they did the, the scenes they did. I totally see why they cast, like, off of the, the chemistry read. Yeah. Um, I've just been staring at this. It's the best. This gif, like all day. I love how like they do the the size up, like straight from the comics. Like I see that art shaping. But here's what's here's this is kind of what you were talking about earlier, and this is what you're saying. How it was still so exciting. Like that was big for the audience, and even more so because it was big, but um bum for <laughs> every character. Yeah. Like, he didn't know if he could do it successfully. No one knew that he could do it. So when it happened, everyone on screen and everyone in the audience was like, whoa, like that. And, like, Iron Man being like, okay, anybody else hiding any amazing or fantastic yeah. powers they would like to share with us right now? It's like, it, it's, it was an event. Like, everything was treated with such... Uh, Reverence. Yeah, like, and, and that's what you need. And, and it was a surprise to them. And it wasn't that sort of, like, heavy-handed, like... Right. Uh, this is what it is, and this is what we do. Like everybody was trying, everybody was at risk, and it was fun. Uh, the movie yeah. was always fun. speaking of fun. Well, but not even comedy. fun. Not, I, I, it wasn't. It wasn't. There, there were real consequences. Yeah. Like right. when Scarlet Witch takes out that building, it she's rocked by it. Yeah. She sees what she's done, and Cap literally can't. It's the only time you ever. I mean, I that I can remember where like Cap is at a loss. Yeah. He sees what happens, and he's like, Sam. We're going to need, and he can't process what just went wrong, like, because he was the Bucky information, and then Scarlet Witch saves his life, but then also takes out so many people. Like, there are such dire consequences from the very start of this movie all the way throughout, while at the same time, there's huge laughs and, like, amazing moments, and, like, it's a ride. It's what you'd always want a comic book movie to be, because that's what good comic books are all of those things and there is such weight to it and it makes the characters better it makes the story better it makes the movie better to treat everything that appropriately yeah it's so cool that they were able to do that much I feel like that's that is the the difference between Marvel and DC to me right now is that DC does not respect their audience and Marvel does like that's what it feels like to me where it's sort of like it's like chick stick Superman right and you're sort of like okay 
But Marvel's like, hey, we are going to handle your characters that are much beloved with care. Yeah. How do you feel about that? But we're also going to do it. It's that and it's them saying, like, we're going to do the characters justice. Right. It's like, we don't need to change this to make it a, 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 a accessible to the, to, to the mutts yeah. in the theater. It's yes, like, no, exactly. these characters have been around for decades because they work. Right. So let's take why they work and keep that uh, standard. And that's what's so exciting, you know what I mean? And like all this I'm I'm real so against Man of Steel and all that stuff like these this new DC universe thing like Superman because I didn't know what a Superman fan I was until I saw Man of Steel. And that I cried after that movie cuz a little kid walked out holding his dad's hand and I was like that's the world Superman. He's mm-hmm. the best of us. And he just murdered one man and countless others. Like, you know, so yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, that's a, a tangent. But to do the characters right in order to do right by the audience is so cool. And again, it's like it's set the bar. You can do that now. There are no more excuses. Right. And that's sort of box office wise beginning to show. Right. Where the audience is like, no. We, won't we like that. that one. We want it to be perfect. Yeah. We demand it to be perfect because you've had all this time to build up to perfect. Yeah. And I think this was a great way to start phase three because it showed us not only how great the Russo brothers are, because they're doing Infinity War, which is how many characters. And they're going to change the titles. And yeah, there's going to be two of them and they're separate films. It's yeah. not a part one and part two per se. It's literally like different movies and different titles. And they're handling the entire universe. And we've seen with this ensemble film how well each character interaction was, how great each line of dialogue with action or with comedy or with anything was, and the exposition like just flowed. The whole movie just flowed for me. And uh, I was gonna say the comedy I thought was some of the best I've seen in an action movie in a long time. Like the scene with with uh, Falcon and Bucky in the car was like impossibly funny. Can you move your seat up? No. no. Like that moment, oh, I was like, man. oh man, that's good. And there was so many of those. And then as soon as Cap and Sharon kissed, I was like, cut to the car, cut to the car. And they held to, a second and, longer. And it was perfect. And, and they did they it perfectly. And then they just. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. They managed to infuse comedy into the places where I didn't even think it would have been appropriate and it worked. Like the yeah. fun- like Peggy Carter's funeral, which had me as an Agent Carter fan just like, no. But then the, like, the moment where Cap realizes, oh, she's. Sharon, Sharon, what now? Yeah, <laughs> and that speech, the the Sharon Carter speech, being straight from the comp. The, so the speech that she gives at the funeral mm-hmm. is a speech that Captain America says verbatim in the comics. It's literally the thing about the no you move is from a comic. So her That's reading cool. like that was to me like, oh man, the Russo brothers, like they are they are invested. And the timing of that, it's like, of course Cap's going to double down because yeah. he's but when because Peggy's death shakes him right and then he hears from beyond the grave peggy be like don't, don't. steve don't. and you see it and it's like yeah dude and then i the has the same is thing about to go and then tony has the same yeah. thing he's got the kid he's got that mother and like you under there is no villain in this movie and that's what it did better than the comics so good and then the line because you start to you sort of sway a little bit they pull you through and yeah. you're sort of getting like okay okay and then when he's like i don't care he killed my mom i was like I love this movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it's insane. Cool. I just got chills thinking about it. Yeah. There's no antagonist. It's a movie without an antagonist. It has got a protagonist with different perspectives. Well, I read, uh, I forget, I think it was an article or something. They were like, this is why it succeeds over other movies or whatever. But, like, Daniel Brühl is, like, so subtly villainous. And, like, mm-hmm. you don't even know what he's doing. Like, And, and they tell you what he's doing. He's going to go, like, you're like, why? What's going on? Like... He's going to... What's he doing? You don't know the whole movie. And then you're like, finally, like, oh, he's going to get an army of super soldiers and try to fight everybody. And they're like, that's not even it. Yeah. Like, there's so many false 
uh, uh, plans that are kind of given to the audience, given to the characters, given to everything. It's such a fun little mystery that you, like you follow all the way through. Because it's like it's like oh the blonde, the Bond plot. Yeah, like he's going to be a Bond villain and activate these super soldiers. Then he's like, no, no, I want them to tear each other apart. Yeah. that's how it works from the inside out. And you're like, oh, so great. And then I liked, I read the comics, Civil War. I didn't really like them. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. I just didn't believe that the characters would go that extreme so quickly. Right. It felt like kids in the sandbox being like, and then this man, he's like, it's just like that's <laughs> what the comic felt. Yeah. And then, but this movie, it's like you understood every single character's motivation. That's how Avengers, that's how both Avengers movies feel to me. Really? They feel like, wee, 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 like, the, like they're Barbies. And I'm sort of like, <laughs> I don't like it. But this one, this is, I think, the first movie where I'm like, I, because I remember being a kid and liking the DC universe more than I liked the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that I have shifted. Cool. Like I, in history, I am now like, oh, I'm on, I'm on Team Marvel. And that's why I think <laughs> I, that's why I think this is my favorite movie, but as far as yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I was toying with it. I left the theater like Winter Soldier, Guardians of this, Winter Soldier, Guardians of this. Second viewing, I was like. This, 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 and and I just can't think of anything that's done all the things this movie did to me. I didn't cry during Winter Soldier. I didn't like stand up and shout excitedly and appropriately a bunch of times. I totally didn't this. I was like the worst viewer ever to watch this with slash best because I was just I couldn't contain yeah. all of my zeal. There was so much right. Yeah, so much zeal. So much so zeal. Much zeal. Total zeal. Rad, uh, bro. When. Those two line in the airport battle when they come up and they come up and it's like the civil war, which is weird. They're standing in a line facing each other. They're going to shoot at each other standing still. Uh, it is so many characters on screen at once. That's that's amazing. And they you were know able to do all that. of them want. Yeah. yeah. You know what each you pick a character There's in a that unique lineup. objective for every yeah. single you character. You get why they're there and you get who they are. That's a, a really impressive feat yeah the my favorite analogy that i heard and i don't have the source for this because it's been so long since i heard it what just comparing marvel and dc dc is like the kid on the block who's rich and his parents bought him like all like the top of the line toys that everyone is like like rushing to the store over and they're really big and then marvel and feige are like the kid down the street who didn't get all the best ones (laughs) but he got like the good he got like enough and he puts them in the best poses that he like spends hours meticulously making into story poses for what the characters are doing and I just like that yeah that's it that's that's the Marvel Universe just feels like we're being respected as audience members. like because yeah. there, there's there were a couple of lines of dialogue in Civil War that I was like okay blah, blah, blah. like it felt a little cheesy but for the most part I didn't feel like I was being beaten over the head with anything it all feels organic in a way that I have not witnessed before, even from other Marvel films. Like, it it really surprised me. And I I really like Guardians. I really like Winter Soldier. I really like Deadpool. I really like Civil War. And, like, now I'm on board. Yeah. I uh, Are there I any respected. negatives? Do you guys have nice. any negatives? Because we should at least be trying to be balanced. My my only my my biggest negative was just the shot of the of the the iconic Civil War shot. I just didn't I didn't feel like that was necessary. Okay. My, mine is still the like we're getting sort of canned dialogue in a couple places where I'm just sort of like yeah okay I I, I get that you're Captain America but like oh he's Steve Rogers' dude. I have a question. Uh, Martin Freeman, who yes. I love. His last love name him. is Ross. Right. And and there's General Ross. Yeah. Right? And then this guy's name is Ross. In the comic books, Red Hulk right. is Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross. Right. 
But like that scene when Martin Freeman's like, please step out of line like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, oh, he's an angry little guy. <laughs> and Are you like, trying to tell me I, that my, one of my favorite actors on the planet might be Red Hulk? I think my guess is they're going to maybe at some point make him You think Red he's going to go Red Hulk? Well, I think more so than um, I'll lose William shit. Hurt because I can't imagine William Hurt being like, yeah, put a bunch of dots on my face and let me get into a green bodysuit and I'm going to I'm gonna pick up cubes. <laughs> and, like, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, that'd be interesting. Why else would he be named Ross? Why do you have two Rosses? I'm already they, in line for that movie. Wouldn't that be a <laughs> like, right now. And he's little, and then all of a sudden he turns into Red Hulk, and you're just like, yeah, dude. And because there's just that little hint of like, I've got, I got some things to do, and I'm gonna settle. And I got, you better listen to me or else. And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And he's also like the quietest, and he's a big actor, and he's the quiet of all the figures. Like you almost forget that he's in the movie. Yeah. But then he's given I, some FaceTime that to me. Is important. That's interesting. I didn't Wouldn't know that, that at be all. awesome? <sighs> he he is named Everett Ross in the comics, and he's tied to the Black Panther storyline. And we know that Martin Freeman is going to be involved in the Black Panther movies. So, but I would love that twist. Wouldn't just, that be cool? Just because, like, as much as like, yeah, make Thaddeus Ross like that. Like, I mean, the the Thaddeus, the the Thunderbolt Ross, like Red Hulk, and like him turning into the Hulk is a great thing for that character. But I would love to see Martin Freeman. I will say I more to your so question about negatives. There were a few things that stood out to me because I can't sh- like I can't the fan me can't always shut up the the, fan, the film critic me because I also do like a the, our critic show on yeah. Fridays Anatomy. Um, Captain America didn't really arc in the movie. He sort of starts and ends in the same place. Yeah, uh, more or less. And like it doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the movie. None of these do. None of my, my things. Um, the other thing is, uh, but yeah, Cap just he didn't he didn't evolve his position, or even doubt it really throughout that's, at any point. I think I that's why argue. his his dialogue feels corny to me a lot of the time because it's sort of like he's the guy who is who's like always on the side of just it just feels it feels a little forced to me occasionally. I think in this movie we see Cap solidify. Yeah, to me it felt I, like that, it was that's like three what movies. I, that's took. what I thought his journey was in it, and I totally I agree with your with your assessment of it, but I but I think that was important because mm-hmm. I think we could have seen him fall there's a few times where he almost signs the accords he almost goes for it he almost whatever like he almost does the wrong thing a few times and never does and then at the end of it like that idea of like if you need me I'll be there like that's like now he's now to me he's cap yeah. and he's his own cap he's like no longer this man out of time and like everything that he's known has fallen away and I feel like Iron Man got there until too until now I feel like yeah. this solidified Iron Man as well because at the end of this Iron Man has his perspective he's not judging it he oh, knows see, who I, he is I disagree really I think he's the worst off we've seen him at the end of this film but I think emotionally I think, I think he's, he's lost more than he ever has yeah I agree with you I don't think so but I oh, like okay. that yeah I do too I like, I like that a lot I think Cap is resolute, mm-hmm. and Iron Man is now lost. I don't feel like he's okay. lost. I I got the feeling like when he's like, I was wrong. I think it's sort of like um, uh, a, a liberation of whatever oh, whatever was okay. inside Tony Stark. It's sort okay. of like the the like mustachioed man has has kind of <laughs> fallen away, and he's not like he's not sunglasses and like. Explosions now. Right. I feel like he's and like, oh, I'm in charge of some stuff. Yeah. And Widow has that person. line of like, can't you ever set aside your own ego? And mm-hmm. then he does. So that's does. a great point. Okay. What are the other concerns? The only other concern was that like, and 
don't get me wrong. I love every moment of Spider-Man in this movie. Uh oh. But it, it was the the logic jump for Tony Stark to go. We've got to face off with my buddy Captain America and the biggest super so like so like his like team of superheroes. I'm gonna go get this 15 year old kid from Queens that I've never met before. Um, I I sort of figured what they were. I think what they were trying to go for was that he was going for the webbing, and like it, the idea was, I don't have anything that could contain these people, so I need your webbing to do it. I would have liked that maybe spelled out just a little more, because that's the only reason I could think that he would do he would go for this guy. I saw, like the the writers were talking about it as opposed to like why not go get Daredevil if you just need another teammate, but like. Yeah, that was my only thing. But my thing is, I think they justify that by showing the clips. That's, and when yeah, Tony the Stark clips. is like, you watching for a while. 40 miles an yeah. hour at 3,000 pounds, that's impressive. Like, he sees what this kid can do, and he knows that his friends have never seen this guy in action. And we have a character that is more powerful than Daredevil because of this clips. Yeah. We, we, there's no other character that we haven't seen fighting that is at Spider-Man. Spider-Man takes on Falcon and Winter Soldier at and one point. Cap. Yeah. And Cap. And he literally webs Cap's hands and then Cap can't really shake. Like, he can't pull him, so he has to do like this like whip around right. thing. Like, that whatever. Shows... But, like, he goes toe-to-toe with Cap, strength-wise, and does pretty well. Yeah, and that, that, I think that's because of the research Iron Man did. Yeah. He's a tactical, I mean, Cap's a tactical genius, but Iron Man knew what he was doing, in yeah. my opinion. It's a quick jump, but I loved it so much that I'm like, it's okay. It's I'll make any excuse like ever right he now. Shows yeah. up, Iron Man shows up, and he's like, he gives him kind of like the fastest psyche vow. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, so why, why aren't you, uh, why don't you use this for, you know, when he has the whole, like, I can't play football because yeah. I didn't before. It's sort of like, all right, you can fight on the team. Here's he gets new, it. But you see him, you see Tony when he's like, I shouldn't do it, whatever he does the thing. And, like, Tony Stark, like, takes that moment and he's like, yeah. and, it, and it's it does it for him. It, it, I think it re-solidifies his whole being of, like, I, I have a responsibility, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And that's why he puts his, like, hand on his shoulder and there's just, like, that silent moment of, like, and that's the beauty of every everything evolves the characters. Every scene, yeah. like I said, every page had a purpose. Everything furthers the story and the arcs and the individuals, and that is a good movie. And I literally sat over the last 10 minutes trying to think of negatives, and I got nothing. I'm sure there are, and I'm sure in my 17th viewing I'll think of more. There were tiny flaws, but not enough to merit conversation. I loved it. I uh, am so glad it's doing so well. we got to wrap up our show. Yeah. I, I will say just on the negatives, it didn't stop me from seeing it three times. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, no, it's an A instead of an A+. Plus. It's, it's still one of like, the top movies, and I'll watch it forever and ever. Yeah. Ever. I'm really happy that it, it did everything I wanted past films to do, solve problems that I didn't know I even had, and ones I knew I had problems with, and gave the world a Spider-Man it deserves and the one it needs right now. Now more girls. Now more girls. More yeah. girls, please. <laughs> more complex females. Thank you. Yeah. Any it's final no thoughts? <laughs> the world doesn't. Uh, final thoughts, lovelies? On, on this on, on today. On Civil War, this news, your life, anything you want to talk about, plug. Uh, Civil War is fantastic. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> find her on Twitter. Find her Patreon. Find her show. She's awesome. Bit.ly slash Intero Patreon. Now you can find it quicker. Matt? Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be alive. I'm so excited about Spider-Man. Um... At Matt Cook tweeted on Twitter, and you can check me out there and uh, keep an eye on what I've been up to. <laughs> do you do you have Groundlings shows? Yeah, I'm doing the ground. I'm in the main show right now, at Groundlings. Uh, so we do Fridays and Saturdays, eight and ten. Uh, it's the sketch show. Uh, Fridays at ten will be the improv show, and uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff there. I'm usually at Groundlings, cool. basically, um, and so then other stuff. LA. Yeah, check it out. 
And any questions we didn't answer here? I know uh, people have been really active on Twitter towards me. I tried to answer all the ones I could remember. It was a lot to cover. We had news and the Civil War. Uh, next week, if I can, I'll try to write some down and cover the stuff we didn't because I'm sure next week will be Civil War-tastic as well, and hopefully Matt will be here, uh, either of Matt. And uh, moving forward into Phase 3, hopefully we have a lot of things as good as this, and Civil War was so good, you guys. It was so good. Uh, you can find me at Koijandro, C-O-I-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U, on Twitter and Instagram. And a, send- quick, and a quick message from Doom. Doom? Um, Doom. Be sure to uh, stay tuned to Koi, Matt, and uh, myself, and the Popcorn Talk, and Marvel Movie News, PTN, all on Twitter. Uh, we may be shifting time slots coming up in a few weeks. It may be next week. It may be the week after. But stay tuned uh, to keep uh, the time slot uh, news up to date. We'll keep you posted, I promise. And because of you, people that watch podcasts about Marvel, we got a movie this good that was able to cost $250 million because they trusted you to make it and keep being loud and encouraging things to go forward this way because it's the right choice. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. So if we want things to go forward, if we want these rights to be talked about, if we want movies to be smart and intelligent and action-packed, talk with your tickets. Buy good things. Don't buy stupid things. Keep being awesome. Much love, guys. I'll see you next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>